Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. Hi, and uh, welcome to the show. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert, sponsored by Bayshore Health, and we're here at the Hayes FM in Mississauga. I've got Ken Hutt from The Condo Doctors, and, you know, during the break, actually, Ken and I were chatting about reputations, like, really, if you have a lot of claims, insurance policies, breakdowns, and so on, what happens? I mean, the reputation, it can't help it. It's a disaster. You can tell those buildings that are well-maintained by the length of time it takes to sell a unit. And there's some buildings that they sell within days, and there's other buildings where they have an awful time getting rid of them. And what happens is once you get a bad reputation, it impacts the value of the resale of your condominium. And that's devastating. I mean, condominium could be the, it probably in many cases is the, the largest investment of, a, of an individual's life. And you want to protect that investment. Oh, absolutely. And, and you're talking about a huge, diverse, you know, amount of people that own condominiums. I mean, it can be first-time buyers just starting out. It could be people with families and children that eventually do want to move out of condo and, you know, move into their own single-family home. And you've got seniors who are on, they're on strict fixed incomes. You know, they can't afford bad reputation, certainly not major increases on maintenance fees because the building has not been maintained. So how does somebody fix the reputation afterwards? I think after the fact, it's difficult. I think that you have to do it up front. You have to make sure that you're doing the maintenance that you've got a good record, that you've got a good management team, and you spoke about it, Mm -hmm. that you have a good property manager in there. And I think that is so essential. I can tell you that when we had our first property manager, they ripped us off. Oh, wow. You know, that's a a sad one because we're trying to push. COA is pushing for licensing. They need to have licensing through something like a Real Estate Council of Ontario RICO, the Real Estate Council, actually in BC, licenses property managers. But what happened in your case? We just had, again, we had inexperienced people in. We were all first-time board members of a condominium, so we really didn't know the lay of the land. And we learned very quickly, and it was an expensive lesson. But at the end of the first year, we changed and got an excellent property manager in who we've had ever since. And boy, the difference is night and day. We've had the best advice, the best direction. Any problems we did have have been minimized. They've been very smoothly handled. And uh, it's so essential to get a good property manager. You know, condominiums have been around since uh, the 60s. Actually, even prior to that. And, you know, so you look at how many years, and even the Condo Act is 14 years old. A lot of these buildings are, are made of brick and mortar. And although now there's some controversy on the glass, you know, the balcony falling glass and so on, it seems like there's two different issues between the age and the way things are being constructed in the building codes. Yeah, they've changed substantially. And again, it's an important thing to look at a building and determine where it is in its life cycle, because that's going to impact everything from the reserve fund to 
you know, special uh, expenses that may need to be, you know, applied to that building or whatever. It's, uh, it's an interesting thing because right now we work a ratio. So if anyone out there, I want you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send out a test. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, the test is this. Okay, my email address is Linda, L-I-N-D-A, at Linda, L-I-N-D-A, Pinizotto, P-I-N-I-Z-Z-O-T-T-O dot com. Now, if your maintenance fee, if the value of your unit is $300,000, and your maintenance fee is running close to five hundred, five fifty, dollars even, you know, higher than that, please email me. You've got a problem. That's very simple because the maintenance fees are getting too high and the values are not increasing. So you have to know what's going on. So maybe this is the time to open up awareness. Don't you think, Ken? I think that's a great idea because that, that is the problem. Maintenance fees keep going up and up and up. And a good percentage of that increase is absolutely unnecessary. And with a little forethought and maintenance could be avoided. Well, you know, that's the key thing. So the question is, is that there's been a lot of talk, okay? And a lot of talk goes to service-related trades. But the interesting thing is service-related trades are called in after the damage is done. Right. So now we're looking at preventative medicine. We're going to go the other way. And the other thing, too, and I think this is really good when you talk about transparency. If you call somebody in to do a condo building, whatever it is, whether it's the HVAC units or whatever, they're going to charge per unit. When the condo doctors come in, we identify only those units that need the work done. So therefore, when somebody comes in, they're, they're quoting on a specific number, and it's controlled, so the cost is less. And do you find that, uh, I'm sure that fire safety, is there anything that ever comes to play in your job that you look at and you think, oh my God, that is a fire hazard? Have you, you, have you run into anything that, of that nature that could actually things. impact the building? Yeah, you run into to things. I mean, you'd be shocked what people do behind closed doors. Oh, I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, give us the worst. <laughs> let's, let's, let's listen to the worst scenario. It's amazing. Uh, you'll go into a place and you will see somebody's tap, their faucet, being held on by a wrench. Oh my God, really? I, seriously. And they haven't just, even called property management. They just, they just put it on with a wrench. And <laughs> and you would be shocked. Like what, vice grips, I gather. <laughs> yes, vice some grip. vice grips. Yeah. Oh my God. And this is not necessarily in the smaller condos. The one I'm thinking of was in one of the penthouse condos. Really? Oh, wow. That, so, that's, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they advertised vice grips <laughs> to be used for those reasons. Not at all. <laughs> so there you go. So that could be millions of dollars if that vice grip all of a sudden loses its grip. <laughs> Very much. Yeah, there's just there's so many things that, uh-huh. that people don't do. And I think that brings up something that you had mentioned earlier, and that's rental. Right. A larger percentage of condominiums are now being rented. And a person renting does not have the same vested interest to report breakdowns. In fact, he may be leery of reporting it because he thinks it may increase the amount he's going to be charged. So that's even more important that preventative maintenance is done in those because it may never get done until it's a problem and impacts and affects everybody. So I have an interesting question, and it was only because I was dealing with somebody regarding power and electricity and so on. If somebody went into a unit, and even though all the light fixtures said 60 watt, 
but say everybody in the entire building, you know, they got a sale and <laughs> there was a sale out there and they could put a hundred watt light bulbs into each of these slots, but they're supposed to say 60. 60. So what does that do to the building? Uh, because I, I have to say, I'm extremely curious about that. I, I, I would think it would overload and just blow the, uh, the, um, you know, the, thing. the sockets, <laughs> yeah. the sockets. Yeah. So if the, uh, so that's something to pay attention to. I mean, unless of course you're doing the energy efficiency ones, but even if you're doing energy efficient, if they're giving out the 100, even though the 25, I think that puts you way beyond already possibly. I'm yeah. not sure. It might just blow the fuse. That could yeah. be, a, the, the, the fuse may go in that case. I've never run across that, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's interesting because we actually got an email on that. Uh, you know, I had to think about it for a moment because I use all the energy efficiency ones. So, but uh, but it does stand to reason. If you have 300 people in a building doing that, that could be an issue. A big issue, I would think. <laughs> Especially if it's uh, if hydro is not submetered and the building is actually paying the hydro cost. Something to think about. Maybe all you property managers, board of directors should go out there and uh, think about uh, creating a corporate account. I'll tell you what. Condo Owners Association, we are interested in building a corporate account with a light fixture company. So please contact us and let's move forward and try to make these buildings a little safe on that side of things. Great idea. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato of the Condo Expert, sponsored by Bayshore Health and Wellbeing. And we're here at the Hayes FM in Mississauga. So hang tight. We'll be right back.